Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. And I'm so excited about our upcoming Marriage and Motherhood Retreat, November 7th through 9th, 2019, at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Colorado. So if you haven't already registered, I invite you to go to setapartgirl.com and learn more about this event. This is great for wives, mothers, or even if you're single and you're just longing for God's vision for the future for marriage and motherhood, I would love to have you come. We are purposely limiting space for this event so that we can create a really personal, intimate atmosphere and have time for questions and prayer and just really encouragement toward God's vision for marriage and motherhood. And the topic of this week's podcast is gaining God's vision for motherhood. I know that even before I had children, long before I was even married, I had a lot of comments come my way about the chaos that kids bring into your life. Young moms in my church or just people I knew would constantly be saying things to me like, Kids bring chaos into your life. They take away all your strength. They make you feel overwhelmed and exhausted. You better enjoy life while you're single, while you have freedom, because just wait till you have marriage and family. It's going to just weigh you down. And a lot of negative comments, even from Christians in my life, so that even after I got married, I was a little bit apprehensive about entering into motherhood. And it wasn't until many years later that I really started to look at what God says about motherhood. And while the culture tells us that kids bring chaos into our lives, God says something very different. Children are a blessing that make us stronger. And I've even looked into the lives of single women missionaries from Christian history who never had their own children, but they spent their lives on behalf of children that got brought to them to raise and to take care of. And it was really powerful for me to see those examples because when they embraced God's pattern for raising children, it brought strength and not weakness into their lives. So here are five scriptural principles for motherhood straight from the word of God that can kind of balance out those negative perspectives that we often hear from the culture. The first scriptural principle is this, children are meant to bring strength into our lives. One of the most baffling scriptures to me is Psalm 127.4, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. And think about that, a mighty warrior who's entering into battle, God says that just like his arrows are the things that really bring him strength, the things that enable him to triumph over his enemy, that is the same kind of strength that children bring into our lives. That is a really powerful thought. Another scriptural principle is children are a reward and a gift from God. It says in Psalm 127.3, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. So the next time you may be thinking, you know, kids bring chaos into my life. Remember, children are meant to be a gift and a blessing and a reward. Another scriptural principle is that God tenderly and gently cares for mothers of young children. I love the scripture in Isaiah 40, 11 that says he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. That was such a comfort to me in the years when I had several young children that were babies and toddlers because I felt his grace and his sustaining power in my life in a greater way as I leaned on that promise from scripture. And another key principle and promise for motherhood in scripture is that children are precious to God. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 14, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for of such is the kingdom of heaven. 
And that was at a time when adults were sort of trying to push the children off to the side as unimportant. And Jesus said, let them come and don't forbid them because my kingdom is made up of such as these. And I think that's a really beautiful statement of God's perspective on children. And the fifth scriptural principle is that God intends to make us into happy mothers. If he's brought children into our life, it's meant to be a blessing and a joy. It says in Psalm 113.9, he settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. And then, of course, Proverbs 31.25, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. What beautiful promises from the word of God for motherhood. So whether you are married with several young children at home that you're raising or you're a single woman that cares for children, these are promises that you can stand on rather than falling into the lies of the culture that make you believe that children just bring weakness and chaos into your life. How do we make these promises real in our everyday lives? Because so often the reality of motherhood is that it can feel very exhausting. And I remember the first time we, Eric and I, experienced the sleep deprivation that comes from having a newborn child. We thought, how can this possibly be something that brings strength into our lives? We were walking into walls. We were, you know, barely functional the next day because our first child was really not a good sleeper. And for about the first nine Nine months of his life, he kept us up almost all night, every night. And I remember thinking, how could it be possible that this would be strength like arrows in the hand of a warrior? And yet, as we begin to stand on that promise, we did begin to see strength flow into our lives, even through the challenges of having a high needs newborn. But there have been a lot of moments when the chaos seemed like a lot stronger reality than the idea of children being a strength and a blessing. I remember the season very well when I had four children ages four and under. Three of them were in diapers and two of them were in high chairs. And it was quite a wild season of our lives. Sometimes I look back and I wonder how we made it through that time. It was it was crazy, but yet God's sustaining grace was there. I do remember a moment very clearly when I, I came into the the downstairs area of our house and within the space of about 15 minutes one child had dumped out a canister of red paint all over the carpet another child had had this terrible diaper blowout just a complete mess sheets ruined everything and another started throwing up this all happened within like 15 minutes and I was the only one home and I just remember sitting down on the stairs and laughing because I didn't know what else to do it just felt so out of control another time right after we brought our two toddlers home from Haiti it was it was a big adjustment because we had gone from four children to six children overnight but we had gotten them all settled down in their bed they were two and a half almost three and I remember thinking you know, how easily they and quickly and quietly they settled down into their beds and thinking, well, maybe this isn't going to be so difficult. I had had this really beautiful Pinterest type of room all set up for them. My mom had helped me. It looked like Pottery Barn kids, you know, but going in there about 15 minutes after I had put them to bed, it did not look like Pottery Barn kids anymore. It was total chaos. Somehow in the dark, they had destroyed the room, pulled things off the walls, dumped things in the middle of the room, and to top it off, they had gotten into a tube of diaper cream 
cream and painted their faces with the diaper cream. So they were just covered, you know, from head to toe, not just their faces, their arms, everything covered with diaper cream. If you've ever tried to get that off of a toddler, it takes a really long time. (laughs) But I remember thinking, okay, God, you need to give me your heavenly perspective. How do I appropriate these promises that children are truly a strength and a blessing in those moments, in those seasons when things can be really challenging and really exhausting in motherhood. And I want to share with you just a few key practicals that have really helped me understand God's vision for motherhood and not just give into the kids spring chaos into your life mentality that we hear from our culture. And the first one is to thank God for the challenges and allow him to grow us through the challenges. I referred to Hudson, our firstborn. He was a very high needs newborn. He kept us up all night. And in addition to not being a very good sleeper, he also had acid reflux. So any of you moms with a baby with acid reflux know the challenges because a lot of times they'll finally fall asleep and then the pain in their chest will wake them up and they'll scream and they'll be very restless all night long. And it's really it's really a challenge to get them settled down. And so we we dealt with that for almost the first year of his life. And about halfway through that experience, we finally realized that God wanted to teach us something through this. So instead of complaining about it, we began to embrace it, to thank God for it, and to say, Lord, teach us what you want to teach us. And we really did learn so much about how to die to ourselves, how to quiet the voice of our flesh. And it prepared us so much for the ministry that God had called us to a few years later, where we had to be willing to die to self, to say no to flesh, to have endurance, to pray through with people, to stay up late at night with them. And we wouldn't really have had the strength to do that if we hadn't been trained on having a high needs newborn. So thanking God for the challenges and letting God teach and grow us through them. That has been such a key principle in keeping a a heavenly perspective toward motherhood. Another key practical God has taught me is to make prayer a priority, even in those times when it feels impossible to make prayer a priority. So often when we're moms of young kids, we think, I'm too busy to pray. Once my kids are, you know, off in school or once they leave home, then I'll maybe have time for prayer. But I once heard a mom of six say, I'm too busy not to pray. And it made such an impression on me because it was the complete opposite perspective from what I had heard from most young moms. I'm too busy to pray. I'm too busy to pray. And this mom said, I'm too busy not to pray. It's so true that when we feel the least able to pray is usually the time when we need it the most. And I found that when I finally made prayer priority, even in those years that felt so intense with four children, four and under, that's when I finally gained the strength to thrive through that season and not just survive it. And if you just look at the example of Mary versus Martha, Martha didn't feel like she had the time to sit at Jesus' feet. And Mary did it even though it wasn't practical. And Mary was the one who truly had God's perspective for her life. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean you need to spend hours every day in prayer because sometimes that really isn't realistic with a whole bunch of little children or a nursing baby. But if you can find those quiet moments where while you're nursing, when your baby is napping, when your children are occupied with something else, even while you're driving in the car doing housework, just to have that communion with God, to keep that open highway of communication with the one who is near to you, the one who can give you the strength for everything that you're facing. It's amazing how that can transform your entire perspective on motherhood. 
And personally, it really has not been the times when I've tried to coast in my spiritual life that I've really excelled in my motherhood, but it's been the times when I pursued more and more of God with passion and with true commitment and to really find those little pockets of time, even in very busy seasons that I can steal away with him, even if it's just in my heart. I love what Amy Carmichael says. It is very possible to have your spirit sit at the feet of Jesus while your hands are busy serving others. I love that. What a great perspective for busy moms. Another key practical is to choose joy. Sometimes joy doesn't always just come naturally when you're in those exhausting days as a mother, but I've learned that being a joyful mother begins with a choice and not a feeling. I often have to remind myself that choosing a joyful attitude and feeling happy emotions are two very different things. So I've learned that I need to base my perspective on God's truth rather than just what I may be feeling in the moment. And as we've talked about on other podcast episodes, not asking the question, how do I feel about this, but what does God say about this? Walking through difficult situations with a joyful, triumphant attitude is so much better than walking through them with a defeated, frustrated attitude. And the amazing news is that God has made a way for us to do that by his enabling grace. And I love what Paul says in Philippians 2, 4, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. So by God's grace, choose joy no matter what challenges you're facing in your motherhood journey. Another key practical that God has really impressed on my heart is to enjoy my children. I remember before Eric and I were married, we would see parents walking in the mall or somewhere with their kids, and they were really serious, and their kids were just adorable. They were doing things that were really cute, and the parents just seemed totally unaware, and we kept thinking, why are they so oblivious to how precious their children are? But once we became parents, we understood what leads to that. It's so easy to give into the stress of the moment and the challenges that we're facing on a daily basis and overlook just the preciousness of our children, and it's really like built-in laughter therapy that God has given us in our children if we'll take the time to enjoy them. And I've realized more and more throughout the years that God didn't just give me my children to train and discipline, but also to delight in them. And one of the best ways that I've learned how to really thrive as a mother is to take time to notice and appreciate the precious things that they do and say. And usually I need to write them down because I usually won't remember them years later. I have a whole notebook now full of funny, hilarious things that my children have said and done over the years. And I love looking back on them and remembering how precious they were. Eric and I try to, at least a few nights a week, rehearse some of the funny or precious things that our children have said and done. And it really just puts a a fun, fresh perspective on parenting. So I would encourage you to make a purposeful decision to slow down and enjoy your children Because a joyful mother is one who delights in her children. Now, there may be moments when delighting in their cuteness isn't really appropriate, like when they're screaming or disobeying, but I would encourage you not to get so focused on your parenting challenges that you overlook how truly unique and precious and even hilarious your kids are because they are God's precious gifts to you. I was so inspired when I read the story of Amy Carmichael's ministry to children in India. She was a single woman missionary, and she rescued hundreds of children from temple prostitution and raised them. And even though she was involved in many life or death battles in the hostile territory where she lived and worked, 
God led her to create a beautiful oasis for the children that she had rescued. It was a, a quiet, secluded place where the children would be protected from the noise and the stress of the outside world. One of the key factors that made this oasis such a special place was that Amy and her co-workers really purposely tuned out the ministry pressures and dangers they were facing and focused on enjoying the children. Unlike so many missionaries who became distracted and bogged down by the battle, Amy and the women who worked with her took time to love and nurture and delight in each one of the children that they rescued. In one of her books, she shares funny and precious anecdotes about each one of the little children under her care. And it's something that's really amazing considering the hundreds of children that she took care of over her lifetime. When we as mothers have a lot of young children under our care, it's easy to lump them all together and just treat them as a group instead of appreciating them as individuals. So one of the ways I try to combat this tendency is to take one-on-one time with each of them on a regular basis. This can be a challenge at times, but sometimes it's just as simple as sitting down for 20 or 30 minutes in a quiet room and reading a book with them. The more children that God's given me, the less practical it's become, but spending purposeful individual time with them has been crucial to helping me know and appreciate the unique person that God is shaping them into. In order for those one-on-one moments to be meaningful, it requires a deliberate decision to tune out distractions and stresses, to slow down and really be all there when I'm with my children. I have to put my phone away, ignore the computer, and say no to all those mental distractions that constantly vie for my attention. And I have to say no to those urgent things that are constantly trying to pull me in another direction so that I can make time for what's truly important. By God's grace, though, it's my desire to not let these precious years with my children pass by unsavored, but to make the most of each day that he has given me with these children. So I encourage you to really ask God to flood you with his heavenly perspective in your motherhood. Again, whether you're a mom of young children or you are working with children, they're a gift, they're a blessing, they're meant to bring strength and not weakness into your life. And in order to shift to a heavenly perspective, we need to rely on God's grace, his enabling power to do what we can never do on our own. But as we ask him to shape us into a happy mother of children, he delights to do just that. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Again, I'd love to see you at our upcoming Marriage and Motherhood Retreat, November 7th through 9th. You can go to setapartgirl.com to learn more. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.